<laughs> Look at that. He can't even wait to get going. That's what happens when you let Triple H on the microphone. Yep. Timmy Hall and one of our fine producers here at the fam. We're going to have him start doing some updates soon. We've been getting this guy ready. We're coming for you, man. Yeah, Triple H, it's good it. to talk to you, man. How we doing? Dude, it's good to be here, man. I mean, you had to bring in the probably the, the most intimidating song and my favorite on their uh, latest album there, The Pilots. But, yeah, no, it's great to be in here. The, the little studio, the one that has no team. What what team should we assign this room, by the way? It's a blank room. I think we need another Buckeye room. Another Honestly. Maybe, yeah, maybe because, a hoops room. Well, make that one the football room. Make Buckeye this one basketball. The, yeah, make this go. the hoops room. Yeah. You just answered your own question, man. I did. Yeah, we should definitely make this a Buckeye basketball room. You're right. It's, it's nice. We have a two-microphone setup now. We have headphone jacks. So we can actually do this, get in the studio, record a little podcast. And yes, you, you guys are listening to a podcast only. I guess this is a bonus segment because it's a CBJ shorty tonight, December 7th on the fan. So we only had 30 minutes on the Buckeye show, but we got some special things. In addition to talking uh, some more uh, Buckeyes right here, we've got a very special opportunity for you. So what we're going to do. We gave away some Towson basketball tickets on tonight's show on the radio version, but only if you're listening to this podcast, are you going to know how you, how to get Wisconsin tickets? Ooh. Hayden, this is big, man. This is, that's a this little, is big. that's a little sweeter than Towson. This, no, offense, no offense to Towson, but. And Towson's going to be a fun game tomorrow that, night, of too, because it, it's a home game. It's a late night game. Yeah. Still college basketball, though. You'll get out of there in a decent time. I, I know nine o'clock tip offs, but they're good tickets, though. Yeah. So you want to see this team and you want to see them get to seven and two. So they can have a lot of confidence going into their Big Ten home opener. And this is a nice tip-off time. Noon, get up, get going. Noon time on Saturday in December. Got the whole rest of your weekend ahead of you. And it's the Badgers, man. It's a big, powerful basketball brand. Everybody's familiar with them, not just in the Big Ten, but nationally. So Greg Gard and his crew, a lot of new faces on that Wisconsin team. They are good, though. Chucky Hepburn, their starting point guard, who's a true freshman. I really like him. They got a lot of other good players as they usually do. So we both put our heads together. You kind of came up with this idea and I like it. So what's going to happen here is you are going to just send a simple tweet to the Buckeye show. Okay. So that's step one. Make sure you're on Twitter. Make sure you can tweet at the Buckeye show. That's the handle. What you're going to try to do is pick the top two scores for Wednesday night's Towson game. Okay. And up until, call it, you know, tip-off time. So it's five, you know, we're recording this at five. I don't know when this podcast is going to drop, but you'll have a good 24 hours to think about that and submit it. And however many correct answers we get, if there's only one correct, you're going to get the Wisconsin tickets. If there's more than one, it's just going to be a random draw. Luck of the draw. Yeah for who gets it. So yeah. that's a good idea. And I, you know, with the way this team goes, EJ Liddell is going to be one of those choices for everybody. But that second one, that is sort of a revolving door. It's I Kyle put, Young. It's Zed key. Who, who would you pick? Can I put my two picks in? This is a joke. Yeah. I want your picks, but because I don't want to win. I want to go win. Cedric, I'm gonna go Russell, Cedric and Justin Russell. Lawrence. No, I was going to say Jimmy Sotos. <laughs> I'll go those two guys. If they're the top two scorers, uh. I think, I think I deserve those tickets because that's that's incredibly 
not a great chance of that happening. But my boy Cedric Russell, though, that last Duke game, that was so awesome for him to come out during that. That was that was nice. We could talk about Cedric for a minute here because you just got to understand what a special thing that was. I mean, the, if he doesn't have a moment like that against Duke, who's to say we even know how this entire season goes for Cedric Russell? Right. I, I would like to think that there still would have been a chance for him to impress the coaches, start to feel comfortable in practice or whatever to where he would get the nod. But you just don't know with all these super seniors and with all this depth, if you're going to get that opportunity, but for Chris Holman to say, I saw a look in him and then go with that. He had a death in the family. Hayden, he had barely been playing in the games that he did check into and he missed a couple altogether mentioned somebody passed away. So we feel for the guy getting acclimated to a new town. He didn't make it here to Columbus until very, very late in the off season. So it just, and then to have, that kind of game against that team, you needed every bit. Yeah. You needed every ounce of what he gave. And it wasn't all just his shooting. And he hit the big three that finally, I think, told every Buckeye fan, oh, my yeah, God, yeah. we're going to win this game. But how about taking the it's taking the amazing, charge man. from Paolo with his face oh, and the gosh. rebounds? It's amazing for him because, you know, coming from the school he came from, what was it, Louisiana Lafayette? Is that right? ULL? Just Louisiana, I just believe. Just Louisiana. <laughs> yep. Just just Louisiana. He was a raging Cajun. He's a raging oh, Cajun. Okay, so yeah, he was a Cajun. But might that be the same school that changed names a little bit? ULL, Louisiana Lafayette. Dropped That's, it. Okay. Yeah, no, but um they might yeah, they might have dropped it a lot. Thanks to University of Louisiana. Yeah, there you go. But regardless, he took a he really he bet on himself coming here. You know, the, I think you told me before the season, when I asked you, when I had him on my fancy team, I asked you, Do you think he's gonna play a lot? You're like, I'm I'm gonna be honest, I I don't see it. I didn't it. think like, it'd be a big factor. Yeah, you didn't yeah. think it'd be a big Sometime, factor. You're, you're coming to Ohio State right. where there are already a lot of components. That's true. You weren't a big name transfer, one of these big-time leading scorers or conference player of the year types. Yeah. You know? And you see a lot of those guys now transferring around college. And, but I'm sure he knew that, too. Like I'm sure he knew coming to Ohio State, he knew, yes, probably not a great chance that he's going to see significant minutes here. But he had his chance in that game, in a Duke game. He, he proved that you can rely on him in clutch moments. Like, I mean, we had no scoring from anybody in that game. You couldn't really get, you were playing great defense, but you couldn't get Kyle Young going. You couldn't get anybody on the perimeter going. You need to make threes. I feel like in college basketball games to really like gather momentum and really, you know, put a stamp on a game. Mm -hmm. So to have him in there to do that was just so awesome. And I loved that he was almost doing it. J.R. Swish style where he preferred to have, defenders in his face that one three that he hit in the corner where he he had he, to gather the basketball to, yeah, again. he had to actually make sure he had the basketball before he shot it how tough is that but to it do, looked by the like way. oh incredibly yeah, for, tough. for anyone yeah. that was a shooter or anyone oh remembers gosh. playing basketball when you have to hitch you yeah. almost never make that shot yeah. also when you have to just straight up hesitate like just catching the ball oh, yeah, and there's a thing with, yeah. yeah there's a thing with being too wide open i think yeah. we see that a little bit with Justin Arn sometimes because that was a fast break too that you thought we'd yeah. get points down low and then right. they kicked it out you're like oh and boy you better to, make it and but then he had to reset and you're like why isn't he shooting it and they're like oh now he's shooting it and he then said he the thumb it. was like caught inside yeah. the basketball and he had to like reshuffle yeah, it yeah but the fact that the right he move. wanted it the whole way that that shot was almost a microchasm of like his move to Ohio state. It was, it was uncertainty, but he still went for it anyway. <laughs> yeah. And no, he made that's a good it. Point. And so here he is on a college basketball team that doesn't have a, 
I guess like a, a, a really go-to guy on the perimeter that you're going to go to in, in big moments yet. We haven't really set that guy. You're tinkering, man. Yeah, yeah. You're looking for combinations. Yeah, you're, you're looking, looking to see what yeah. works. And that and now was you have that as an coaching. Option. Yeah, exactly. It's great. It's great stuff. Great, it was, great for Cedric. Yeah. And like I was saying, uh, searching for examples of like the bigger transfers, the the one team that I was looking at because of how well they're not doing actually is Michigan, but a team that everyone thought was going to be fantastic. They are actually, I think in all of college basketball, one of the, they've got to be the most shocking disappointment early on. Yeah. But again, it's a long season. Absolutely. And yeah. I would, I would not point the finger and laugh at a team that's got that much talent on it because right. They can turn it on any moment, but the one transfer, they only got one transfer to my knowledge, but it was a big one. And it was one of those smaller conference, big dog guys though. Devonte Jones, he averaged what? 27, three and three for coastal Carolina for the fighting Dustin Johnson's. Those are the types, you know, don't just take him, but I could, if you gave me some time to look at it, I could find you 10 more guys like that. That were the leading score on their team. If not, maybe the leading scorer in their conference and a conference player of the year that gets an opportunity to move up to a big boy, a big yeah. power five ranked player for their last season in college basketball. And Cedric Russell, he just wasn't that type. And that's okay. That's right. okay. I I love to see a beautiful sports story like that and unfold yeah. in front of our eyes. And that's what that was. And hopefully he has more big moments down the road where, you know, where you need him and you need someone to generate some offense and he gets those opportunities because he's he's earned it so you, far. Well, you even, you didn't see the point total, but you saw confidence in his look yeah. when he was on the floor against Penn State. Yeah. And whereas before his moment against Duke, when he got in, he just looked kind of like a, like an empty, like an empty soul, right. you know, right. Just kind of looked like he was out there wandering around the court. And yeah, now at the start, he looks yeah. focused and like he belongs on this Ohio state basketball team. Mm -hmm. I think he feels welcomed and wanted now. And I think that is, that it's can coming do a out. lot. It's his coming it out party. Lot. Yeah. He had it. He had and his he, coming out party. And already. he must've had a great attitude. And that has to be difficult when you are a guy that plays all the time yeah. and then you go transfer. And I'm hoping he was smart enough to understand that. I'm going to the Big Ten. It's not Louisiana. So I'm not going to be the number one guy. They got this dude named EJ Liddell and then all these other players too. Right. So, but with today's, you know, with youth today, man, right? Yeah. You just never know how somebody's going to get hot and bothered over something. Our guy Quinn Ewers is already gone, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's a superstar. I know that's a different story, but there's still an example of impatience there. At the very least, I don't think it'd be wrong to say that Quinn Ewers was impatient because he came here. <laughs> for barely a yeah. season and he's already gone. And I'm not even criticizing him for doing what he wants to do because of his status and what kind of football player here he is likely going to be. I mean, he's one of the highest rated recruits. I guess you have to call him the highest rated recruit of all time. He's tied for the highest yeah, rated recruit yeah. of all time perfect with a score. perfect score. So yeah. that doesn't come around every so often. So, and I hope that Quinn is able to work it out. I won't be one of these petty Buckeye fans just because he does it somewhere else. Well, you're uh, everybody's to trying to do team. Do if he doesn't do yeah, it to my team, you know, right. if he yeah. tears up in the big 12, that's great for him. You know? It'll suck if he owns us in a college football playoff. Of course it will. That'll yeah, be a storyline if we approach yep. it. Yeah. But uh, again, this uh, on this Buckeye show podcast extra here, what we want you to do for your chance to win tickets to the Wisconsin game on Saturday, tweet at the Buckeye show. Mm. That's all you got to do and tell us who the top two scores 
in the Towson game are going to be for the Buckeyes, just for, just for Ohio state players. Yeah. And there's only one right answer that we receive. You're the winner. And if there's multiples, then it's just going to be a random draw. So you'll have a pretty good shot yeah. to win this thing. Yeah. One Wait, other yeah, when's our deadline for them to get it in. Like for the tip week? off tip off. Okay. Nine o'clock Wednesday night. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're recording this before showtime on December 7th just before the game on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Night of a CBJ shorty on the jackets. One other quick thing that we didn't have time to hit on the show. You know, you talk about Cedric Russell and having a great attitude off the court and that helped him out here. Got to give some nods of approval and a salute, if you will, to five Buckeyes in the NFL who have been nominated. Every team picks a nominee, just one. So I just getting that is outstanding. Yeah. And then becoming the Walter Payton man of the year. That's a whole nother level, right? But just being your team's nominee, it's pretty outstanding. Pretty special. And yeah. Ohio state has five of those guys. Boy, you, you have to say that speaks to the culture that is in this program. And you got to give credit to urban Meyer. Yeah, it's crazy that they're all urban that guys. Off. Yeah. And, and then Ryan day for carrying that through. Yeah. You've got Sam Hubbard for the Cincinnati Bengals, Corey Lindsley, our guy, friend of the show, once with the Packers, now with the LA with the LA Chargers, excuse me, doing his thing for Wait, Justin the Rams Herbert. or the Chargers. It's the I'm sorry. I said it was the Chargers before, then you said he's no, a, it was the Rams. Charger. He's oh, a he's Charger. He's a Charger. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, every, with those LA teams, they got they, <laughs> they both colors, have, they same both stadium. Can, you go some blue and gold in there, right? And they both have really outstanding quarterbacks out there as well. So, yeah, he is a Charger. So, what where did I stop at? Sam Hubbard Corey Lindsley, Denzel Ward, mm. Cleveland Browns, Jerome Baker again for the Miami Dolphins. That's amazing. That's and great. Cam, Cam Hayward, who's yeah. just one of the, I mean, you talk about on the field, off the field. I feel like Cam, he's just been doing it for so long yes, in yeah. Pittsburgh oh that he kind of gets lost. And he didn't really start pulling down a lot of the bigger on the field awards until the last three or four years of yeah. his career. But Congrats to all five of those guys. It's crazy. Stopping on Corey for a second, and you can read up on all these guys' stories. We won't have time to do it here on this pod, but everybody is pretty much involved in some kind of foundation, if not one that they started themselves. But I'll stop at Corey just because we had him on the show, and he gave us three segments one time in the offseason, and that was great. If if there's a way, you can scroll back on some of the past podcasts and find that. Maybe uh, we'll try to figure out what, when that show you search, was. You can search names, too. You can search yeah, names, yeah. yeah, in the function there. That's good. Thanks. So he's he and his wife were part of something called CASA, C-A-S-A, and that stands for Court Appointed Special Advocates, and that was Brown County at the time. And I just remember looking into that, and I said, wow, you know, nobody, I've never, I've never heard of that. I didn't know there was volunteer work to be had. I didn't know there was help that was needed in that situation. I think that's cool because I'm not, again, whatever you choose to donate to, whether it's a big fund that a lot of people are familiar with. I had somebody on from the V foundation, right? Everybody knows about the V foundation and everyone knows that you need dollars for cancer research, Mm. but I'm just saying this is something that's a little more niche and it's something that you probably don't think about that. There are a lot of, you know, kids out there that are going through foster systems and aren't really taken care of all too well. And, reading up that anybody under the age of 12 isn't really given a voice at all in the court systems. So what he and his wife do is they, they help those kids out. They're advocates for them and they meet with them face to face. And 
kind of power of attorney style, I guess. They get to help make decisions that's going to shape these kids' future when not a lot of people are looking out for them. There's no moms or dads there. I think that's incredible, and he's doing that now in L.A., which is, a, we were talking, a little bit different market. There's, there's <laughs> yeah. going to be more good in L.A., but a lot more bad, too. So a lot more young people that might need this kind of, that not might, do need this kind of help. Yeah, no, I mean, that's such a big city, big jump to go from Green Bay to doing that in Los Angeles because just population size alone. But, you know, he is on a bigger platform in a way being in Los Angeles, being an athlete there. So for him to still have a heart for kids who are misrepresented in court, you know, when they're going through legal battles, maybe trying to get away and they're in a bad situation at home, like that's not something I would have thought of. And I don't know what in his past had led him to having empathy for those situations and those people. But, man, I mean, yeah, that's inc- incredible stuff by Corey Lindsley and definitely makes sense why he's nominated. And obviously he must be doing a good job with that too in his first year in Los Angeles for him to get a nomination from his team. That's amazing stuff for sure out of Corey. And then some of the other ones you were saying – what was the what was Denzel's? What did you did we figure out what he was doing up yeah, there with we, Cleveland? Yeah, we looked up something from WKYC for Denzel, and this is cool. And again, every one of these players that we mentioned, I don't want to leave any anybody out. You know, Sam's, you know, involved with some great stuff. Jerome Baker is as well, and Cam Hayward, obviously. But since you brought up Denzel, he is helping out with something called the Make Them Know Your Name Foundation, which is honoring his late dad, Paul G. Ward Jr. He unexpectedly passed away to cardiac arrest in 2016. And this foundation helps prevent heart-related fatalities with early detection, life-saving intervention, things like that. So he's donated his time, his money, equipment. He's gone to visit schools in the region to... You know, help the kids, help the kids, you know, take care of their parents in a way and yeah. know some signs. So yeah. that's, it's all great. Just to see athletes, you know, obviously, I mean, it's, it's a little easier to give when you have the money, but at least they are but doing, doing it, it, but they're that's doing the, it. That's, that's the, the thing. thing they easily could not, nobody's making them do it. No, nope, nobody's nope. like no con, no part of the NFL contract says you have to dump loads and loads of money and whatever that they do give makes a huge difference for these organizations that can obviously do what they do and help people. So it's just great stuff, man. You love that. I would never speak for you, but my personal opinion, I could never in my wildest dreams even imagine pulling down, say, small millions, say a mil a year. Right. I'd like to believe that if I had that kind of money, I would feel an onus to do a little bit more. I just, yeah, that, just to, you know, and yeah. it, it pleases, it warms my heart to see professional athletes that have bank right? that then do. Yes. And you're right. They don't have to. And I'm not even saying I, I feel poorly for the ones that don't do all that charity work. It's more, I feel that much better for the ones that do choose to. Give a little yeah, bit more, spend some more of their that, time. Then, you know, especially for NFL athletes, they do it like almost in silent. I mean, you, we know about it now yeah. that they're getting nominated for the award, but it's not like they're like in a Drake music video, like giving out, like making it in their yeah, music video, yeah, yeah, handing yeah, yeah. the cash to people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're not like well, out there parading themselves for it. You know what I mean? So it's just like they're doing it out of the, the kindness that's of That's why heart. like these, the, yeah. the Walter Payton award is, is for, right? Because you, yeah. these stories kind of need to be told. You don't know these guys are doing that. But the other thing that I love too is when, when athletes donate their time for sick children, I, I just, that, 
makes so much difference, right? right? When you see a guy like Tom, someone that knows they're a legend, and if they can find like a 15 to 30 minute pocket throughout their week yeah. and meet with one sick kid, like what, what was able to be done for that Purdue student? Oh yeah. Tyler, Tyler. Trent. Yep. That sounds right. Incredible. Tyler. What they were able to do for him and to show him love and appreciation when pretty much everybody knew he, he had a terminal illness, Yeah, but to just, put him up on a pedestal like that. Yeah. Is and it gives it's the not players hard a, to do it, because it, yeah, it gives the these players sports another fans, reason you just to gotta, play. Too, for you sports know? fans that are kids, right? You just need to be around your your favorite athlete, right? And then you you'll forget you'll forget that you have cancer or whatever. And it's just so anyway, that's something that was going on. So congrats to all five of those Ohio State former Ohio State athletes that were nominated by their team for the Walter Payton Man of the Year. Again, again, the way to win the Wisconsin basketball tickets for Saturday's game, tweet at the Buckeye show and give us your top two Buckeye scores for the Towson game. That's just mm. give it your best guess. Yeah. And you could get those Wisconsin tickets. Triple H. Good stuff. Good stuff, man. Good yeah, job. Thanks go, for doing dude. this. Let's, I mean, it's a big weekend for the Buckeyes, you know, like you, you, you got a big win on the road and, and uh, against Penn State. You're continuing to beat them. They had troubles with them in the past, so it's nice to kind of get one out on the road. Now you got Wisconsin this weekend. Don't wanna, Obviously, don't want to forget about Towson, but like the biggest games are in the Big Ten. And 2-0 start, man. Let's go. Let's do it. 2-0 start. All right, everybody, thanks for listening to this bonus segment on our podcast. Be sure to make sure you're subscribed here so you don't miss a single thing. Have a great rest of your night, and go Bucks.